Welcome to the Women of the West podcast. Exploring the trials and bliss of women blazing trails for themselves through the Western way of life. So every year, a group of gals and I, Alex, Maggie, Charlotte, Ashley, and I go down to Elko for the Cowboy Poetry Gathering and we felt a little weird going in 2018, but some of the stories will tell you affirmed that we were exactly, exactly where we needed to be and were hearing what we needed at the time. So this episode is dedicated to our stories from Elko, and I hope to share a little bit of our experiences with you. The story is the Midnight Dance, and if you're ever in Elko, you need to go. They always have some good band to boogie to, and we all went. And none of us can dance, okay? We've been in Montana for a few years, but all of us have two left feet, I'm pretty sure. So we go and we're like, oh, well, let's see. I think I didn't dance to one song out of the whole set for three hours. <laughs> we learned a polka. We had so many partners that were willing to dance. And I, honestly, I dance with a lot of older people, but I had a great time. I improved my dancing more and 30 minutes dancing with people who knew how to dance that I had in my few years at Montana State. And it was just so happy and warm. And it was an amazing cap to the 2018 Elko trip. The next big experience in 2018, we went to a Adrian Buckaroo Girl concert and we made sure we were there early and we were all giddy fangirling, you know, and it was a beautiful concert and I'm pretty sure we all cried at one point or another. <laughs> and I just thought, this is our chance. We got to go talk to this girl. Right. And so I very unashamedly stuck my head through her stage curtain and said, Hey, do you, do you mind talking to us for a second? And this sweet woman ushers all of us giggling, gaggling girls behind stage. And my friend Alex is a nervous crier, excited crier, and she's bawling. And I have a video of it. I'll post it. It's hilarious. But she's bawling in Adrian's arms. And we are all just can't believe our luck. And we had a great little giggle sesh. It wasn't a conversation with her, but it meant so much to us that she would take the time out of her, you know, busy performance schedule. And it just made the trip. It really did. And that's kind of what set the stage, I think, for this to become a tradition with all of us was that first experience of just being literally welcomed into opening open arms with someone who was performing at the gathering and really was a magical moment. Our first morning in 2019, we're out making scrambled eggs on the bed of my pickup with a camp stove. Well, all of us are out there getting ready for the day and drinking our coffee and all of a sudden, this man named Chris comes up to us, and he introduces himself and asks where we're from. Then he asks if he can recite us a poem. And I don't think a lot of you realize it, but it's a very intimate thing to have someone recite a poem to you. They're about three feet away. There's a lot of eye contact, but it's it's quite the experience. And Chris recited us a Wadi Mitchell poem. I believe it's called Friends. I'll double check that. So he recites us this poem and we're all smiling ear to ear, drinking our coffee. And we offered him some breakfast, but he declined us. But he says, wait a minute, girls, I got, I got something for you. So he walks back into his hotel room and he hands us this pin. It's a three day pass. And he asked us to split the cost for all of our passes between us, you know, minus that one pass that he gave us. And that was so kind of him. He didn't know us from Adam, but 
maybe he could sense it. I don't know. But that really just kicked off our trip in the right direction and was a great, great time to meet him. Our theme for Elko, jokingly, this year was Elko on a budget. We cooked our own food. We brought snacks. We just tried to save money so we could spend more money on pretty silver things. And we jokingly said that next year's theme will be parking lot poets because we had a lot of poetry recited to us in parking lots last year. And so we had Chris recite us a poem and then we were making dinner one night and we had some neighbors upstairs who I'm sure thought we were obnoxious coming home at 3 a.m. every night and their son Tanner rolls up and asks to recite us a poem and it was awesome. He was definitely younger than we were, but it's a great thing to see a younger, I mean, heck, we're only like early 20s, but, you know, someone of the younger generation like we are committing themselves to poetry. We asked him for another poem when he was done. He said, oh, I've got about three hours. Which one would you like to hear? <laughs> we were driving back to our hotel room and somebody said, put on that song, Great American Cowboys. So we listened to it driving down Main Street and, you know, trying to yodel our hearts out, but nobody can really yodel. And then we went to the Dolling Hall. I believe that's how you say it. It's new hall they opened in Elko this year. And we went and listened to the High Country Cowboys, Montana Cowboys, and they sang that song. It was like we knew. It was so exciting. And we ended up meeting the owner of this hall, Jeff, and he took us on a tour. He had redone this historical building uh, all by himself and made all the decisions on it. And he was so proud. And it was, you know, I could really not care about mid-century architecture, but he was so excited about how he preserved the history of that hall. And he was so excited to share it with us. And it was, it was awesome to hear how much he'd put his heart and soul into that place and, and how much he wanted to share it with others. We all have to agree though. We were spending the night at the star and we were sitting there talking, you know, catching up. We don't get to see each other very often. Elko's kind of our big trip together. And one of our friends starts talking to this guy standing behind us and he's kind of being a wallflower, not really saying much. And Alex started talking to him and before the night was over, we all were talking to him too and dancing. And, you know, I wasn't too sure how I felt about Ken the first night and we ended up seeing him the next morning, right? Bright and early. And we invited him to dinner just because, you know, he was kind of there by himself. And so were we. <laughs> and the next night we ended up seeing Ken again at the star and we really hit it off. He is 48. He's single. He's got all these grandkids he's proud of. He runs cows. He built saddles. It was a lifetime friend made in a matter of minutes. And I'll try to read this without tearing up, but I got Ken's number and he invited us to bring our ponies out to California if we ever wanted to come, come be cowboys with him for the day. And on the way out of town, we texted him and told him, you know, we just wanted to say how much fun we had meeting you and drive safe. We'll see you again soon. And Ken sent us this back, which sent us all into tears and hysterics and smiles. I just pulled over and fueled up and got a cup for the road. I'd just like to thank you beautiful ladies for the kindness and respect you showed me. This truly made my stay at the gathering perfect. Be safe and stay in touch. Respectfully, your friend Ken.
this year we're also able to see some awesome musicians and I've never really been a huge fan of Trinity Staley. I've always liked her music, but not super fan status. And we saw her playing and, you know, said, oh, let's go into that concert. We saw her on the sheet. Let's go. And that woman took my breath away. She sounds like a songbird and she sings such true words and she's beautiful. She's dropped it gorgeous. And I think we were one of the only young people in her shows, but she was absolutely breathtaking to see. And I'm glad that we, that we went another favorite. We were all so excited for Dave Stamey. Dave Stamey is one of my favorite Western artists, cowboy artists, whatever you want to call him. And we stood in line. We got there as early as we could to get in line for his, his solo concert. And we didn't quite make it. We were about 60 people out the door when they closed the doors and said, no more room. And all these old ladies were fussing because they got kicked out for standing in the back. There's no standing room. It's only sitting at these concerts. And so we thought, shoot, well, we'll try to see him tomorrow. And we ended up going to a show that he was kind of around Robin in. He was just one of maybe four. And it was kind of a tribute to some past poets of the gathering. And we finally got to see Dave and he sounds just like his records, first of all. But he sang Montana, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that song, and probably doesn't touch your heart as much if you're not in Montana, but that song is such an envelopment of what this state has been and what it's like, and it just took my breath away. It was it was quite quite the time, and we ended up meeting a man named Rodney Nelson at that, that show as well, which I'll tell you a little bit about later. So on the way out of town... We're all a little dog-eared and maybe not as cute as we were the night before, but we get our things in the truck and we head down the road and half of us are sleeping and the other half are trying to keep our eyes open while we drive and keep our breakfast down. (laughs) Uh, And we're rolling out and we stop in Wells, Nevada to get some gas and a cup of coffee. And I look over and Charlotte has talk to this man. I don't recognize him. And then all of a sudden I think, Oh my, that's Rodney Nelson from the show. And he and DW were headed back to North Dakota and I didn't catch the other gentleman's name, but he's talking to Charlotte and we get in the truck to leave and we roll the windows down to wave one last goodbye. And we laughed because Rodney's smoking a cigarette and we said, we didn't know you smoked. And he said, only an Elko. (laughs) I think that's the theme. You only smoke an Elko, but he said, hold on, I have something for you girls. And he went and grabbed one of his books. He gave us one of his Christmas tales to have for the road. And that seems like a very kind gesture. He admitted to us that he hadn't sold any. And so he was giving away his presents these days <laughs> after he had them reprinted. They sold like hotcakes when he first printed them. He had a reprint and he still has extras. And that was just so kind. And just the cherry on top of 2019 Elko you know, even, even out of the town of Elko, we were still running into people from the gathering and, you know, people who wanted to talk and share and just be kind, genuine people. And that was really special. A few of us wrote poems on the way home or in the days after to try to capture something that stuck out to us. So please enjoy these and thank you again for listening. Hi, I'm Ashley Bird and I wrote a poem about my experience in Elko this year. And 
it just kind of explains how even though it was just one dance, well, actually it was more than one dance, but um, this one guy, how his ability to make my confidence increase in my dancing skills after having them beat down by several other dancing partners because I was told that I led too much and that I, you know, wasn't a very good dancer. And that was really hard for me because I really enjoyed dancing and it was something I felt very confident in. And after being repetitively told that I was not very good, you know, it kind of kills your confidence and you start believing it. And I danced with this one man and he is probably the greatest dancer I have ever danced with in my entire life. Um, and he just was easy and we flowed together and a couple of times he, you know, gave me compliments and it just made my confidence soar. And then there's another gentleman I danced with that also, you know, said that I was a smooth dancer and it just, those compliments just built my confidence and more than just my dancing, it just built my confidence overall. And I came back from Elko after that, like that's the experience that stuck with me the most in Elko. And I came back and I was like, you know, I can do anything. I named this poem, You Lead Too Much. To find something you're confident about, to only have it criticized and beat down. You lead too much, that's what they say, though they don't know the difficult way. Their styles all differ through age and culture, but it's I who is the difficult partner. But when you come across that special one, you know your time is far from done. He builds and boosts you up so high, and more than just the flips and dives. Your confidence soars as he says, you're pretty good, I'm impressed. Though we were only dancing, he set my soul a-prancing. A compliment like that does more than brush the surface, it seeps deep within to serve its whole purpose. You lead too much, that's what they say, but I've decided that's okay. Hey guys, uh, here's a quick little poem I wrote up about Elko this year. Uh, cheers to 2019, it was pretty awesome. I- Idaho Street bustles with cowboys and cowboy girls. Around their handsome torsos, woolen vests, and shirts snapped with pearls. Eleven o'clock on Thursday is the quietest the street shall lay, until noontime on Sunday when we drink a Gatorade and quit our play. Friday we saw Ian, Waddy, and Buckaroo Man Dave. They're the reason we come together, to see their mustaches laid a shave. What an honor it is to be in their midst and see their calloused hands strum along. It's no wonder why so many have mentioned Elko in their songs. Each year we come with intentions of meeting poets or becoming a master crafter. But I leave needing an intervention from whiskey and all of the laughter. I'm grateful for my parts, new and old, who make Elko such a blast. From boogieing till wake up to admiring all the Wrangler ass. This year I learned what Elko is really all about. It's stories and late nights and giving the deserving souls a shout. So thanks to Elko 2019 for as always rekindling our smiles. It's why we set the weekend aside, pack up the bedrolls, the camp stove, drive a quick 600 miles, and enjoy the ride. Cheers. Thank you, and see you guys next year. So here's a little something I wrote on the way home. It's called, So You're Just Here to Be Here. So you're just here to be here. We've come here to be here. You've got that right. We're here to sip whiskey in daylight. We're here for the hours spent giggling past bedtime. We're here for the tears shed when a poem comes too close. We're here to spin circles and try not to lead. We're here for the stories of lives we might fancy, 
and to wake up with the smell of smoke in our hair. We are here to be here. I really encourage everyone to take a year and go to Elko. The people there are so genuine and so kind, and I've learned more at Elko than I have many other weekends and places. <laughs> and just the caliber of folks that we've met and the kindness and the open-heartedness is unsurpassed. And we really did notice, you know, we were the youngest people there that were not with their parents, <laughs> honestly. We were the youngest people there that weren't accompanied by a chaperone. And I think it's important for young people to experience something like that and turn your clock back to 1800 for a day or two, because it really makes it worth the while. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this. And I hope that you liked hearing about our stories. I'll do another episode next year when we head back for the 2020 gathering. Thanks again.